13, verse number 31. What's working ain't working. Matthew 13, verse number 31. And I'm going to deal with another aspect of the kingdom. So we, we dealt with the aspect of the kingdom that the kingdom is like a merchant who went out for merch who pursued merchandise the kingdom is like a fisherman who pursues fish the kingdom is like a treasure hunter that pursues treasure that helps us to understand that those who are operating in kingdom are pursuers they live a lifestyle of pursuit of god the kingdom is like a man who who now had an enemy who came in and sold wheat amongst the tear right and so the kingdom is about rest He's just given us different characteristics of the aspects of those who can facilitate a kingdom work in the earth. He's going on to the next parable, verse 31 and 32. Very short, but very power packed. He says in verse number 31, another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sold in his field. Now, the first thing we have to do, and I'm not going to, to um, hit this point quite yet, but we need to notice it. It's like a grain of mustard seed, not grains of mustard seed. It's one thing. It's not like a, a farmer who got a, a barrel of seed and sold it. No, he got one seed. It, and all of his hopes is in this one seed. He believes his entire livelihood is in this one seed. He believes he can completely be sustained by this is what the kingdom of God is like. To a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sold in his own field. That's a whole other message. Which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air can come and lodge in the branches thereof. Father, we just thank you and bless you that you seal. You seal the, the work that you desire to accomplish within the hearts of us, your people. Lord God, we thank you that this is good ground. We thank you that our heart is good ground. We thank you, Lord God, that you're, you're, you're giving us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a mind to understand what the spirit of the living God is saying to the church. We magnify you and bless you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of God. I'm going to read that again. Verse 31 and 32, since it's so short, it's not much. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Verse number 32. Which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, maturity, it is the greatest among the herbs and becometh the tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed sown that when it is grown, it becomes a tree so that the birds of the air can come down and lodge in its branches. Birds are living realities that function in the heavens. Trees are living realities that are planted and grow in the earth. The kingdom of heaven is like birds from heaven coming down from heaven, from the heavens, 
and lodging in the branches of trees planted in the earth. It is when that which is functioning in the heavens comes down and lands on the earth. Y'all should get this. It is when that which functions in the heavens finds a place where it can land in the earth. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done in as it is in the kingdom of God is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field that became the greatest of all herbs called the tree that now that which is in the heavens can finally come down and find a place to camp in the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In the earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is about um, giving heaven a place to lodge in earth. God, I hope y'all catch this. Heaven is looking for a place to land on earth and it won't land anywhere. Heaven is very specific about where it will land in the earth. Heaven will not land on denominations. I'm a Baptist. Well, heaven won't land on that. I'm holiness. Heaven won't land on that. Heaven won't land on large crowds. Y'all got 5,000 people that come to your church. Heaven doesn't land on large crowds. We just built a new building. Heaven doesn't land on new buildings. We got great youth ministry. Heaven doesn't land on great youth ministry. Heaven lands on branches. Y'all, miss what I just said. I am the vine, yes Lord, and you are the branches. If you abide in me and my word abideth in you, heaven doesn't land on plans, heaven lands on people. Heaven doesn't land on systems, heaven lands on people. God, I feel the glory of God. Heaven don't want to land on a denomination. Heaven wants to land on a daughter. Heaven doesn't want to land on a plan to reach the community. Heaven want to land on a son. We're trying to give God plans to come and bless when he's saying, give me a man where I can come and sit. So, watch this. Put up that first slide for me. Glory to God. Somebody shout, heaven wants to land. Heaven wants to land. Shanda ba konsiata. Konda bansiata rabandia. And he don't want to land on my, he don't want to land on my success. He wants to land on my worship. See, man, I'm telling you right now, stuff like this messes me up. And sometimes when I begin to think about it, because I feel God landing on me when I'm riding in my car sometimes. I feel God landing on me while I'm brushing my teeth and lifting my hands. And it messes me up. Heaven is on me. And he didn't wait for me to put on a suit and tie. He doesn't, I don't have to impress him. All I have to do is want him. I don't have to put my best side forward. All I have to do is glorify him. There's no performance. Watch this. John 15 and 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Everybody say that. This is Jesus speaking. I am the vine, you are the branches. Which in, now look at verse, um, that we read our foundational text. Which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, Right? It becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches there 
above. Heaven lands on people, not plans. He lands on people who are invited to branch relationship with him. Listen to me. Heaven doesn't land on religion. This is the key. Heaven lands on relationship. When Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit is described as descending upon Jesus like a dove, not as a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. I know we like the pictures of the Holy Spirit carrying the branch in its mouth. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit landed on Jesus like a dove. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a, he's not a man. He's a person. But he landed on Jesus like a dove. Why? Because a dove is a bird that lands. Heaven found a place to land on earth by way of a man named Jesus. It was now the most groundbreaking move ever. Heaven finally found a place where it could come back down to earth because God so loved the world that he gave heaven a place to land again. The Holy Spirit didn't land on religion. He didn't land on a revival. He didn't land on a church program. He landed on a relationship called this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He landed on that relationship. Heaven lands on relationship. Shanda. Reban Sunday that he becomes see. Heaven. God, heaven lands on branches who are in communion with the true vine. We don't have to strive or fight to manufacture breakthrough. We don't have to put plans together to reach the community. All we have to do is sufficiently root ourselves in communion and the realities from his world will look at us as a runway where they can come down and begin to lodge in this world. Do you understand Understand that heaven's healing is already hovering over us right now. He's just trying to find a place to land. Do you understand that breakthrough is hovering over us right now? Breakthrough is just trying to find a place to land. Do you understand that miracles are over us right now? And it's glory to the name. I just want to be a place heaven can land on every day of my life. I just want to be a place that heaven can land on every moment of my life. Glory. Glory. There's somebody that needs healing. God, make me a landing place. God, there's somebody that needs breakthrough. Make me a landing place. Heaven's hunger begins to land on us. 
Heaven's passion begins to land on us. Heaven's power begins to land on us. Heaven's praise. You know heaven has a praise that the Bible says day and night, night and day. They scream hallelujah. Uh, they bless the name of God for thou art he who was, is, and is to come. And from eternity past to eternity present to eternity future, they're casting their crowns. And now the beasts are around the throne screaming holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And that heaven praise wants to land in earth where day and night, night and day. God, make me a landing place. There's stuff that just starts landing on us and people might not be able to articulate it but they'll know there's something on you that I don't see on everybody. There's, there's something on you. There's birds that have been landing on me. I'm, I've been in worship. I've been seeking. I've been driving and I've been desirous. I've had one desire and there's stuff that just began to land on me. I didn't ask for this anointing and landed on me. I didn't ask for this wisdom and landed on me. I didn't ask for this authority, this authority landed on me. We're trying to get what can only land when we learn how to be a branch. Watch this. Glory. Ramon Sunday. Glory. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I'm trying to keep myself together, man. No, this 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 landed on me. I didn't earn this. I'm very careful of how I, how I function in ministry because I don't want to prostitute his presence. I know that there's men that want to take the wisdom that I have, bottle it up, and figure out a way to make themselves successful and prosperous. But it's more than that for me. It's personal. It's personal, man. God has been good. Whew. It ain't about making money. It ain't about making my name great. It's about being a place where heaven can land. And people who had no hope can be touched by hope. And people who couldn't find healing can find healing. And people who tried everything they did to could stop can finally stop. Because heaven found a landing place on earth. I'm good with being a branch. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Glory. Whew. 
Glory, God. No, no, no. See, this is personal. This is, this is, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God could have stopped by saving me. I, I used to drink every day, and I would have been fine there. But he took it away and then had stuff, this stuff landing on me. I don't, I don't. I'd have been fine just when he took me out the street. I was, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Glory. Glory, God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Raman Soto eat. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm no longer apologizing for what's on me. I didn't ask for it. It landed. I'm not apologizing for it no more. I'm not apologizing. I, I, I can't help it. You don't understand it, but he, it landed on me. I can't apologize for that. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Listen. Let me, let me take this a step further. Glory to his name. Listen. This is so key. This is, this is so key. Ain't nothing like knowing your father loves you. You may be different, but but you're not by yourself. Listen, listen. The kingdom of heaven, watch this, watch this. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed sown which becomes a tree that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The kingdom of heaven, this is the, another aspect, the kingdom of heaven is about giving heaven a place to lodge in earth. That's what the kingdom of heaven is about. It's about giving heaven a landing place. Amen. Heaven won't land on religion. I know I've been in religion. Amen. Heaven won't land on programs. I know I followed them to a T and waited for my time to get up on stage and hoop and hype up the people. Heaven won't land on plans. The kingdom only lodges on communion. I need y'all to understand that. He's trying to help us understand something. I am the true vine. Amen is what he says. I am the true vine. 
Amen. Uh, look, put up that next slide. I'm, glory be to God. I'm trying to move. And it's hard to matriculate through times like this because you, you don't want to. You just want to whatever God want to do. Kandeyana. Kondebans. Shadababakonsi. I'm going to obey God with all my heart, and it has nothing to do with my fear of going to hell and everything to do with my love for God. I will not disobey him. And it has nothing to do with my fear of going to hell and everything to do with the fact that I love him. Fear can never change you. It can only tell you you need to change. But it's love that changes you. Thank you, Jesus. Watch this. John 15, verse 5, it says, I am the true vine. Everybody say true vine. John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the true vine. Glory. I am the vine and you are the branches. Glory. Whew, God, I'm trying to. Thank you. Mm. Glory. But this is life. This ain't just, we're not just talking stuff. This is life. Jesus, watch this. Jesus declaring himself as the vine and us as his branches is actually an invitation into a depth of relationship called vine to branch, which we could also call communion. It is an invitation into a depth of relationship called communion. It's not just, oh, he's the vine and we're the branch. No, that's an invitation. Because we can know that and not be the branch. And he be the vine to us. It's an invitation. He's saying, now, come on. Come on and enter into an adoration that qualifies to, to be called abiding. Come on. Communion is not something we simply do on first Sunday. Communion has nothing to do with eating a wafer and drinking some juice. God, I need y'all to get that. I am the vine and you are the branches is an invitation into a measure of communion that the king can come down and land on. Listen to this. I want to deal with communion a little bit because we have to shake off, take off the grave clothes of what religion taught us it was. Communion is communication by way of union. I'm going to say that again. Communion is communication by way of union. God never intended for us to communicate with, he never intended to communicate with us separate from us. Communion with, uh, with us is the Father's means of communication with us. I'm going to say that again. Communion with us is the Father's method of communication with us. God doesn't communicate with us separate from us. We hear him to the degree we're one with him. Communion is communication by way of union. Singleness, oneness. So what we got to understand, 
uh, uh, sons and daughters and men and women of God is accurate communication with the Father hinges on our degree of union with the Father. The Father's ultimate intention was never to talk to us, but talk in us to us. He never wanted to talk to us. He actually wants to talk in us to us. God Almighty. Communion. Communication by union. This is the key. How much we're in union with him dictates how much he's the only one talking in us to us. See, fear will talk in us to us and it'll sound like the father. God told me to get all my ducks in a row before I stepped out, just in case. That's what I heard God say. You did, but the problem was you didn't hear that from God. You heard that from something else in you. That was not the spirit of the Father. That was the spirit of fear that sounded like the Father because you got the spirit of fear and the spirit of the Father in you at the same time. Hurt will talk to us in us. You know that, right? And it'll sound like the Father. No, no, you can't talk to everybody. You got to watch who you connect with because folk will stab you in your back. And you telling me God told you that? When he said if your, if, if your enemy slap you on your right cheek, give him your left cheek, and you tell me God told you that? But it sounded like God, didn't it? Amen? Dysfunction will talk to us in us. Y'all know that, right? Dysfunction and sin will talk to us in us. Look, God told me, he said, I know you're still sinning, but I'm with you, and I'm working on you. I heard God say he was working on me. Well, what my problem with that is that's theologically inaccurate because he said it is finished. He ain't working on you or me anymore. How much of what he already worked out we get based on how much we believe it. God ain't working on you. I'm a work in progress. Stop lying on God. He didn't do nothing incomplete. He ain't working on you. He ain't got a hard hat. He's resting. Why are you lying? He's sitting down right now. After you got thrown out of your house, guess where he was? Resting. When they told you they wanted a divorce, guess what he was? Resting. When they passed same-sex marriage, guess what he's doing? Oh, God is mad. He's going to come back anytime and kill. He is not responding like we're responding. Because it is, I don't care what law you pass, finished. I don't care how many people walking away from the church, finished. I don't care how many pulpit players we got, finished. Finished. Heaven can't find a place to land on that. See, much of what we're communicating with, because he talks to us from within us, what we are interacting with, heaven can't land on. He can't land on you got to watch out for people. You got to get all your duckies in a row. You got you to gotta, you gotta be, what's the word they be using? That's so, I, I think it's kind of stupid when you think of faith. You got to be reasonable. What's reasonable about supernatural? Tell me what's reasonable about put up your staff 
and it's going to get you across the sea. Tell me what's reasonable about if there's any sick among you, call the elders of the church. Don't call the doctor. Don't call Walgreens and have them come and pray for them and the prayer of faith shall return. What's reasonable about that? So how are you hearing God tell you to be reasonable before you step out? Unless that's union with another spirit. And that union with another spirit, heaven can't land on. Heaven lands on communion with the Father. God is spirit. And they that worship him, I put it this way, God is the spirit. That's what it says, the spirit, but there's other spirits. There's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of poverty. There's a spirit of hurt. There's a spirit of offense. There's all these other spirits that God will be forced to talk to us in us through us as we now entertain that spirit so God is still speaking to you but he has to speak to you through the spirit of the fence so what happens is the best way I could put it is like this come here spirit of God you are no you are the the um the spirit of what's the word you are the spirit of condemnation, and I'm the spirit of God, and that is the individual that we are in habitation with. So the spirit of God tells you, I love you. But that spirit of God has to go through that spirit of condemnation. So the spirit of condemnation does say what God said, but says it in his version. I love you when you stop sinning. So, no, no, God said I love you, but I had to go through the spirit within you. And by the time it got to you, it isn't I love you now. It's I love you when you start going back to church. I love you when you stop drinking. I love you when you quit. Why, 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 why? Because I have now come into communion, union with another spirit. Beside, yeah, God's spirit is in me, but he ain't the only one. spirit, the spirit of an orphan. There's an orphan, it's orphan spirit in people. So the father will say, I'll never leave you nor forsake you to you, but then it has to go through the spirit of an orphan that says, God tell me how to find you. God said, start looking for me. I heard God say, make your way back. Don't that sound like God, make your way back to me. That's the spirit of an orphan. Didn't he say, I'll never leave you nor for?" He, uh, you know, you, it ain't that God leave us, we leave God. That's the spirit of an orphan. He didn't say, I'll leave you, I, I won't leave you if you stay in church. He said, I'll never leave you. So when you leave the church, I leave with you. Oh, Mr. what I just said. We don't like stuff like that, do we? When you go, I go. No, 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 I said I'll never leave you, but you got another spirit in you that when I tell you that, it gives its version that disconnects my union. Y'all don't want to talk to me up in here. God is trying to bring us into a communion that heaven can land on. And it ain't none of that stuff we've been doing. What's, guess what's going to happen? If God forbid, now let me say this and make sure I quote because people take it. If I leave my wife today and run the Myrtle Beach with another woman, guess who's going to be there if none of y'all will? 
don't like that, do we? He's going to be right there. Now, is he going to be there blessing me? No. He's going to get out his belt. Because he said he'll never leave me. And he's going to spank me. He's going he to scourge me. He's going to chasten me. He's going to discipline me and call me back. We don't like that, do we? The reason why you got up out of what you got up out of after you knew you shouldn't have been there is because God was there with you. Otherwise, you would still be there. Glory. Now that ought to make somebody bless his name. I dare you to cast out that spirit of an orphan that said you had to find your way back. He never left you. Bless him. He stood by you. Bless him. He was there. God is calling us back into correct communion. See, those are other vines. How do I know there's other vines? Because John 15 and 1 starts out, I am the true vine. If he is the true vine, that means there has to be other vines that want me to bear their fruit. There's other things that want my communion. Glory. Good news. God didn't leave you. Good news. He's right with you right now. Come on, you need to bless him for that because you, you have missed it. You have had your ears turned off. You've been doing stuff that you know you shouldn't have been doing, missing stuff that you should have. Good news. He's still with you, right? I bind that spirit of an orphan that makes him anything but a father. I don't care what Jeremiah does. Jeremiah wants to come home. He can, I don't care. If I don't care, if he goes to prison, that's still my son. My son. That's not somebody I know. That's my son. And I'll never leave him. I'll never leave him. It's my daughter and I'll never leave her. I'm telling you that touches me deep because there's times I deserve to be left, but he didn't leave me. And I bind every lying spirit that made me feel like he was gone and I had to find him. But now I know he's been there the whole time. Thank you. Thank you. Glory. Glory. Listen. I don't care what you're doing. He's there. This is what we got to understand. Heaven lands on relationship. The kingdom of heaven is entering into a realm of relationship called communion vine to branch. 
Commune. Everybody say communion. Communication with the Father by way of union. He won't talk to us any other way. Do you know why you got to hear an audible voice? Because God is trying to close the gap. Like, I want to hear your audible voice. It's better to hear him from within. That's really where he wants to talk to you. We're steady trying to hear something out here, and God's saying, I want to speak to you in here. The only reason why I had to holler at you out here is because you keep on rejecting the communion I'm calling you to in here. Communion, communication by way of union. Communication, or excuse me, communion is the Father's means of communication. It is not drinking some juice and eating a wafer. Amen? It's not something we do once a month. If we only communicate with him once a month, we're in trouble. Do us often. <laughs> Glory. Accurate communication hinges on our degree of union. We only hear him accurately to the degree we're only in union with him. Our degree of union, this is key, hinges on our degree of passion. I'm going to say that again, our degree of union. Why do I hear other stuff? Because of it's a reflection of your passion. We are as one with God as we are in pursuit of God. Only pursuit can inherit union, and to the degree we inherit union with God, we, ha we can have communion with God or communication with God by way of union. I'm going to read that again. Only pursuit can inherit union. And to the degree we inherit union with God, we can have communion with God, which is communication with God by way of union. You're not getting that without passion. And passion is proved by pursuit. Everybody following what I'm saying? That's why a lot of things y'all think I'm going is going undone. We're doing the best thing we could do. Keep running after God. But such and such is over here doing this. Keep running after God. But such and such is following. Keep running after God. Amen. But so, why? Because eventually heaven's going to land. And instead of us trying to counsel them into, or instead of us trying to change their mind and work with them in their flesh, why not let heaven come? Why not let heaven come and let heaven shift some stuff? Go back to Matthew 13, verse 31. I'll share a couple of more things and I'll be done. Glory to the name of Jesus. Matthew 13, verse number 31. Look at this. Glory to his name. Another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed a man took and sowed into his own field. In this parable, a man's own field is a man's own heart. The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his own. Why? Because the kingdom is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. So heaven will land on earth. The kingdom will come by way of sons and daughters who learn how to sow into your own field. 
You are not waiting on somebody to lay hands on you and put, put oil on your head. You know how to lift up your own head. You will sow in your own field. You are not waiting for praise and worship to give God worship, but you worship him day and night, night and day. You sow into your own field. You are not waiting until apostle says turn to Matthew 13, but when you get home, you turn to Matthew 13 on your own. You sow into your own Sons and daughters, their sons and daughters, those that become landing landing spots, they become uh, runways for the kingdom to land on, are sons and daughters who cultivate and steward their own personal inner desire and passion for Jesus by way of devotion. Amen? They sow into their own heart fire. They sow into their, I want somebody to set me on fire. Set yourself on fire. I want somebody to help me be hungry. Make yourself hungry. Sow into your own field. I want to pray more. Sow into your own field. I want to trust God when I'm in a challenge. Sow into your own field, and instead of when the next challenge comes, say, God, why? You say, God, thank you. You gave me another opportunity to trust you in this challenge. Glory be to God. See, you got to sow into your own field. I want to have faith when all the cards are against, well, then all the cards are going to fall against you again and say, thank you this time. I'm going to sow into my own field. They don't just go to revival services. They start their own personal revival in their heart. Do you understand we can have revival anytime we want to? All revival is is when men are awakened and they begin to express passion beyond the limits of religion. It's any time we wake up in the morning wanting God like we want breakfast. That's revival. Glory be to God. It's any time we go through the day and at night we want him just as much as we want sleep. That's revival. You can have that anytime you want to. Sow into your own field. Why? It says here, now, now watch this. I love this part and I pointed it out early. And I promise I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold a grain of mustard seed. Everybody say a grain of mustard seed. Not many grains of mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed. You don't have a whole bunch. You just got one. The kingdom is for believers who want only one thing planted in their heart, who want one desire, who want one passion, who want one love. They want their heart to be only for one thing. That's a heart that can become a tree, that can extend out branches, the, the entities of heaven can begin to find a place to land on earth. It's not until, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. Amen? There's only one thing. I, there are things that pique my interest, but there's only one desire I got. What's your desire? It's, it's simple, Jesus. What do you want to do? I do want to travel, but that's not a desire. That's, that, that's just added. I want to see the world. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Israel. I want to go a whole bunch of places. But guess what? If I never do that, as long as I can have my 
desire because the Bible says in him are heavenly places. In We have spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, that means I can go places without going anywhere because places are in him and in him I live, in him I move. What you waiting to travel for, go to your prayer closet and travel now. What you waiting to travel for, lift up your hands, bless God and travel now. There are places that are more beautiful than Hawaii. There are places that are more awing than Bahamas. There are places. I'm telling you, there are places. Places. Only pursuit can inherit union, and to the degree we inherit union with God, we can have communion with God. Communion is what? Communication by way of communion. Just, I'm going to go um, a little bit further. We must learn how to sow into our own field if we're going to be a landing spot for heaven. Our heart is likened to a field. This is so key because what we pursue in life impacts us in a similar manner to when one plants seed in a garden. What we pursue in life is similar to a person planting a seed in a garden. That's what he's trying to help us understand. And so I want to take my, what we pursue in life is similar to what a man, similar to what happens when a man plants a seed in the garden. Our heart is a field. Amen. I'm trying to help you understand that. What we pursue plants in our heart passion for what we're pursuing that will bring forth the harvest of more passion for what we're pursuing. Our passion, what you're passionate about is actually your heart, your heart's harvest. If you leave here thinking about dresses and you like to watch dresses all the time on, on online, that's your harvest. That's the harvest of your heart. If you love CSI, and I don't care what happened, at 8 o'clock I'm going to be watching CSI, that's the harvest of your heart. And guess what it does? Every time you watch it, it's you're pursuing it. Every time you're pursuing it, you're sowing more passion for it. So, man, if you saw this episode and then they discontinued it and didn't show you the end, girl, I got to see it next week. You wouldn't believe it. Such and such. I don't know what's going to happen. You better make sure you watch it too. But, but then what happens is then, because that's the harvest of my heart, when it comes to coming to church, I'll end up being late. Now, I will never be late for CSI, but I'll be late for church because church isn't what I've sown in my heart to a degree where it's a passion, where if I'm miss 30 minutes of church, it's okay, but I will not miss 30 minutes of CSI because that's the harvest of my heart. Hello? <laughs> How we spend our time is actually our heart's harvest. What do you default to when you ain't doing nothing? If it's social media, that's your heart's harvest. And every time you default to it, it's like a man planting a seed. You're sowing into more passion to do it again.
we spend our time is actually our heart's harvest. Our gotta watch shows are actually our heart's harvest or a reflection of what we've been sowing in our hearts. Our reflex to get on social media, it's like, man, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even realize I was scrolling until five minutes into scrolling. That's a harvest. It's a harvest of our hearts. Our interest, listen, this is so key. Our interest and focus, whatever it is we focus our interest on, is actually the harvest of our heart. Go with Galatians 6, and it's familiar, but I just want you to see it. Be not deceived, Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. He is not talking about sowing money to get more money. Because he said, if you sow to the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. If you, he ain't talking about sowing and reaping money. He's talking about sowing and reaping passion. He's talking about sowing and reaping love. He's talking about people who try to play God and say, I want to want you more. And God is saying, and look, why won't you so wanting me more? Stop trying to play me. You could want me more if you wanted, if you really wanted me more. Just so into it. I want to pray more. You can pray more if you want to pray. You ain't playing me. You might play everybody around you, but you ain't playing me because if you want to pray more, you can sow into praying more. You can sow that in your heart. It's just like if I plant a carrot, I can now expect a carrot. If you plant passion in prayer, you can expect passion in prayer. If Glory be to God. So God said, you can't play me. I know you get up on the mic and say, God, I want you more than anything and everybody else is touched. He said, but as far as I'm concerned, I know because after you finish crying, you're going to spend five hours sowing TV into your spirit come back here be not deceived God is not you ain't gonna play God if we want him our heart would bring forth the harvest of passion for him because we'd be sowing only one mustard seed. That one thing desire, that's what I want to call it. You will learn how to sow that one thing desire in our hearts that would bring forth the harvest of passion for one thing. You want to want one thing? Start sowing one thing. As we sow money to experience an increase in money, guess what? We can sow passion by way of pursuit to experience an increase in passion. Why didn't you burn for me? We're going to actually have to tell the truth and say, because I really didn't want to. That's not where I sold my seed. Intimacy is a harvest. If we say we want him more and, and we don't end up wanting him more, guess what? We're lying because wanting him more is a matter of sowing. If we say, put it this way, if I say I want oranges instead of apples and I've been getting oranges, all I got to do is stop sowing orange seeds and start sowing apple seeds, and eventually I get apples. You want God more, right? Well, stop sowing TV seeds, and some of that TV time, take the seed that you're sowing into that and sow it into seeking time. 
Sow it until you begin to bring forth fruit of seeking God more. How much you want God is completely up to you. You'll never trick God. That's a matter of sowing and reaping. Our problem is we don't want to just sow one seed. The kingdom of God is when you get to the point where you say, I want one thing. I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. And the crazy part about it is, is when you get down to that one desire, God already knows what you like. He'll reward you for your like for redeeming your desire. You'll get to travel without running after traveling. Hallelujah. I knew we'd get quiet there. Go ahead, give me my one clap. That's his name. It's all good. And I love it, but I need that to hit you in a sobering place. Because I'm telling you right now, you're going to stand before a king judge. You're going to stand before a king judge. He's going to look you eyeball to eyeball. And the thoughts that you have in your head right now, he's going to see them. And he's going. you're going to know he's looking at, he's not just looking at your face. He's looking at, he can see your thoughts. He can see your heart. You're going to be looking at somebody that can look in you. And then asking you questions so you can't hide the answer. You need to learn how to sow now. Because it won't be any excuses. Amen. I'm going to read this one more time and I'm closing. Another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, becometh the tree. And what is it grown? when it's grown, it, it's the greatest among herbs and becometh the tree. The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed in his heart passion for God by way of pursuing God until that passion moves out of the classification of a herb into the classification of a tree. Our passion has to move from herb status to tree status. I'm going to read it again. That last part, the kingdom of God is like unto a man who sold his sold in his heart passion for God by way of pursuing God until that passion moved out of classification of an herb into a classification of the tree. Do we have that verse up there? I guess we don't have that verse up there. I'll read verse 32, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among what? But then it becometh a what? Tree. What's the difference between an herb and a tree? The difference between an herb and a tree is the stem above the ground in an herb, which is a flowering plant, is how it's classified, is temporary. It doesn't get hard. In other words, the fact that the vine of that herb that grows above the ground doesn't wood up. It doesn't get woody. It's a fact that it's not going to remain. Right? On the other hand, a tree has a stem that is permanent because it woods up. So we can expect the flowers we see today to be gone next month. But we can expect the tree we see today to be here with our children's. Children's, 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 children's are here. He said, that's the, my thing is your passion has to grow up to the place where it's no longer temporary. 
Yeah, I'm glad that you're excited about God today, but I need you to be ready to be just as excited and more 10 years from now. I'm glad that you are running after God and blessing him today, but 25 years from now, I need you not only to be as excited and blessing him like you do now, but actually more. Because your passion has matured. You have a permanent vine. See, when you're an herb, that means you have a temporary. You haven't completely connected with the true vine. There's other vines that keep you temporary. Right? What can we do with herbs right now? We can go outside and do what? Pick them, hand them to people. There's other things that can control where a flower goes. But when it comes to a tree, you can't just decide where it goes. You can't just pick that up and take it where you want to take it. What people say about you can't just move you. What happens into next week can't just move you. You're not just picked up and moved by everything. You're a tree. You mature. The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed a mustard seed into his field. That when that seed grew up, it became the greatest among herbs and became a tree with branches that the fowls of the air, the birds of the air could come and lodge in its branches. That heaven could find a place to land on earth through a people who sowed one seed of passion in their heart. That's the kingdom. Everybody standing to your feet. Thank you, Jesus.